city, baby. When you see us, so you know you really viewing greatness in the making. Double up on facts, we stating. Podcasting, cruise control, city, state, the nation. So what you saying? What we saying? Prime information. Facts, keys to the city. We are locking the statements. Streaming every Friday. And ladies and gentlemen, we are back. Clovercrest Media presents Keys to the City. We are streaming on all social media platforms, including YouTube at Keys to the City. New hoodies as well. If you want a new hoodie, they're beautiful. Let us know. Blue or black. So put that volume down right now. A special shout out to one of our big supporters and avid commenters since we've began. RJ, I know you're dealing with some pain, but stay strong. You're a Westie. Got the Westie blood in you. Stay strong, buddy. Keys of the city. We love you, buddy. Speedy recovery, bro. Speedy recovery as well. So, Joseph, come on in and join us. As as we know, we always get to go. Look at him right now. Look at Joseph. Wow. Fashion job. He's fashionable. I'm right trying now. to match my tie to keys to the city. Did I oh, do it? Right. The black, the white, and the red and the blue. I like it. It looks good. You got the keys to the city. It has colors. nothing political to do with it. Nothing at all, right? No, I, this is not my Joe Biden costume. <laughs> But yes, we will talk about. You'd be the, a better candidate, anyways. We'll, we'll, yeah, I, I, I vote for you, buddy. I vote for you. I vote for Joe. Please, he's real. The real Joe Aguirre. But we'll talk about the baseball big game three tonight. We'll see what happens with the Dodgers and Rays. Is Kevin Cash the best manager in baseball? And has Mookie Betts as merged as the new face of baseball? We'll also talk about that. But there was a game last night, and as expected, another classic giant debacle. Here's my thing. This never happens against the Washington Redskins or the Washington football team. This never happens to the Dallas Cowboys games. We either lose or we win. When it's the freaking Eagles. That's why I hate playing Philly. I hate those all black uniforms, even though they're really nice. And I, they're cool. Here's my thing, Giant fans. When do we start deciphering between expectations and reality? Expectations were, for for a major chunk of that game, the New York Giants were the better team. I think we could all agree on that statement. But the reality is, this is just a typical New York Giant way against Philly. It's been going on since, and my dad even, my dad could always tell me about it. It's been going on for 40, 50 years. This is New York Giant football, especially when you play the Eagles. Herm Edwards comes to mind. Deshaun freaking Jackson comes to mind. Now we can add Carson Wentz again. And when do we stop saying that this is a rivalry? Ted, you said this is seven straight coming in last night. Now it's eight straight wins for the Philadelphia Eagles. So when do we start saying or stop calling it a rivalry? Because in a rivalry, you go back and forth. This isn't. This is a rivalry. A hated rivalry. But when you're losing the way the Giants lose, and it's always Philly. God, it's so frustrating to start the freaking week. I was here ready to go. Here we go. The Giants, two and five. Oh, my God. We're going to – we finally beat the Giants. Say goodbye to Jet. We're going to get into that, Robbie, in a few. Daniel Jones, yes, he tripped over himself. Is not the problem. There's more issues. And I'm going to pass it over to Ted because I know Ted's been wanting to say stuff. He wanted to do a show last night. But, Ted, the floor is yours. <laughs> the floor is on mine. Now, listen, I, I read it. Everything on the Giants house, I was so upset. I mean, it first started with the Daniel Jones 80 yard run falls on. I mean, trips to 10. When Joe Buck says he's gone, he, he jinxed us. He jinxed us. Joe he Buck being us. being Joe Buck, right? You know, I have a problem with that, him falling. Being an athlete, just run and score because everyone's like, yeah, but they scored anyways, Ted. That's not the point. 
in giant fashion, they would have kicked the field goal or threw an interception. Opportunities like that can't be wasted because you just don't know. It's not a touchdown until it's a touchdown. That's a mistake. The offensive line is a problem. We have no number one receivers. We don't have a running game. We Our defense is our biggest asset, and we have no playmakers on defense. We have a conservative play caller in Jason Garrett. The Giants looked better last night, but Giant fans have to understand the bigger picture now. We lost. The, the season is over. We're one and six, okay? If we won last night, there was a realistic opportunity for us to make the playoffs. There really was. There were some winnable games ahead of the schedule. And for the division is you wide play Washington, you play Washington, yes, anything can happen. Should have beat Dallas. Didn't beat Dallas, whatever. That's the Giant way. Should have beat the Eagles. We should have three wins right now. Should have, could have, would have, didn't. Doesn't, Maybe you should have beat the Bears as well. Played on the last play of the game. Doesn't you matter. Know. So someone wrote last night the Giants suck. The Giants don't suck. The Jets suck. That's the definition of suck, Who said okay? The Giants suck. Um, please tell. I don't care. Tell Johnny me. Proto. That's okay. Come and on. I, and I explain the, the Giants, Giants don't Well, it's suck. a frustrating uh, Giant fan. And I understand where he's coming. They don't suck. The Giants, the Jets suck. The Giants just have misfortunes. The Giants just stink. The Giants just find ways to lose. Me and Joe said this before the show. When you continuously lose for three, four, five years, every single game, every single day, no, but it, you have a loser mentality. It seems you like don't it's know, always Philly. You don't. It doesn't matter. No, wait, well, Jeff, no, it doesn't matter if it's Philly, me, Joe. All right, all right, all right, hey, all right. Hey, you gotta remember, find. You don't. People want to watch the thing. They don't want to tune off. You now, gotta like, find relax. a way to win. You gotta find a way to win. Loser mentality. I don't want to hear about effort. You know where effort gets you on the JV squad? Yeah, he put in good effort. He's still not good enough to participate on the team. I know guys that tried real hard. You know what? They still couldn't catch the ball. Still couldn't run routes better than me. Still couldn't do this. Try all you want. You're still not better. Here's That's the, not cocky. That's confidence, mother. Here's the other thing. The Giants win last night if Evan Ingram catches the ball. He's supposed to be our best offensive asset other than Saquon Barkley. I'm going to be realistic. He is our best athlete. He's That's what we brought him back for his fifth year on his rookie deal. Goodbye, dude. You have been a waste of five years. I'm sick and tired of seeing great talent not being used wisely and not being executed. That be the last pick of the Jerry, I just, Jerry Reese era? I'm just, I remember I'm just that was, done I think, with it. I, I believe that was Jerry Reese's I'm just, last first-round draft. I'm just no, I know. done with it. It's you couldn't have thrown a better perfect ball. And to see that just the way, it's the perfect. And it always, and this is what I'm talking about, Joe, it always happens with Philadelphia. It doesn't happen with the Washington Redskins or Washington team. It doesn't happen with Dallas. It always happens against Philly. And that's why I can't stand playing Philly because of the, and the, then memories, Carson the bad memories. And I then Carson Wentz throws a perfect pass to Boston Scott. Jabril Peppers, put your hands up. Have an eye. Have let's, an get, eye. let's get Joe. Let's get I mean, let's you get just, Joseph, we find ways to lose. It's very unfortunate yeah. again last night. Yeah. And the Giants have to tank and release every person on that team that has, not release, excuse me, let's correct that, trade away so that the new GM has as many assets as he possibly can have in year one so he can build around if Daniel Jones is going to be the quarterback for the next three years because you do not. Not want a Mitchell Trubisky situation going forward. Joseph, come on in. Enjoy. All right. So my my thought from last night, and number one, I will say, you know, I'm not sure that the Giants were the better football team last night, Trevor, to be honest. Okay. They had thir 13 drives last night. Ten of them were four plays or less. Mm -hmm. You take away the, the, the early touchdown, the 39-yarder, the Giants had two drives in that game. Um, the 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 long drive, uh, that where where they scored the touchdown. Oh, I, that was like that. What was it? Third quarter or something? Like thirteen plays or something? Yeah, had some great fifteen. Drives. Listen, fifteen plays, ninety-seven yards. They took seven fifty off the clock. 
They did not have another drive that was longer than two minutes and 30 seconds. And Joe, but here's that's the thing, Joe. We've always known this entire, especially this year, that the offense has been the problem majority of the games. They haven't been able to get any drives, sustain drives. But the so question the has to be why. Played well, the question so has to be why. Because look, here's what here's what I've seen in the last two weeks. I think Daniel Jones is the guy. I'm starting to think more and more that the problem with this team is Evan Ingram. Obviously, that atrocious offensive line, not having a number one receiver. Yeah, because I mean, that, that drop good. pass, Teddy, you're exactly right. That drop pass by Ingram, that's the ball game. Yeah, that was good. Once he dropped this over, Giants, you knew the game was over. The Giants averaged 7.3 yards per carry in that game last night. And yeah, yet only, only ran the ball 22 times. Despite did hurt. No, I think I, no, I know. I just, I know. Freeman no, was, I just think Gorman had the hot hand. And, I don't know, and man. Freeman never played again. It doesn't matter. Gorman had the hot okay. hand. He looked great last night, and I liked him. And I think he should be our number one back. I think Devontae. Gorman? Really? Devontae. I think they're a perfect match. Like Straight edge. We got a little more elusiveness. Here's what frustrates me about Daniel Jones. There was a play back in the end zone. Um, I don't know if it was third or fourth quarter. They're at the three or four yard line. Maybe even farther out the ten yard line. Eagles brought the blitz. He had Darius Slayton on a slam. No, oh, he, yeah, 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 if yeah. he hits Darius Slayton in he's the hand, gone. he's probably he's going to score another touchdown. What but, frustrates me about Daniel Jones is I thought he played a really well game last night. Really well game. If you look at statistically, maybe one of his better games of the whole season, maybe in his career. But at the end of the game, you have to have a sense of presence in the pocket. We make fun of Tom Brady because he can't run more than five yards. But he knows how to move within a small space box. Daniel Jones has no idea where anyone is on the field in the pocket. His eight straight games now with at least one turnover. It's an NFL league high, and I think it's an NFL record. It's unbelievable. One pick, one fumble. Every single game, it's an issue. He is an issue a little bit with that. But I will can't blame him for this. The offensive line sucks. Joe, you are completely right, and we might have drafted the worst tackle of the four rookies that came out in the first round. So the offensive we line's sure not did. better. Evan Ingram drops way too many passes consistently. Drops way too many passes I've seen in the games. Second, don't have a number – third, doesn't have a number one receiver. Sorry, Darius Slayton's a great piece. He will be a great value to whoever the quarterback is going forward, if it's Daniel Jones or whoever, but he's a number two. Golden Tate, nice catch last night. First time you caught something all year. See you later. Sterling Shepard, you are a poor man's Julian Edelman. You're not that good. Sorry, I'll take Julian Edelman over Sterling Shepard eight out of seven days a week because that's how good Julian Edelman is. He's tougher, doesn't get hurt, and he catches the ball. Sorry, you're not that good. I liked you out of Oklahoma. You just never panned out. Can't After that, if you got, there's nothing else. Conservative offensive play call, and Joe, you even said it last week on the shove. Let, let it all hang out. Go streaking. If you, if you lose, you lose. But at least you know what the hell you got. Go down with a, a here's a, what's it, here's a, a, a balls of flame or whatever. Go out with a, a, a glory of, of flame. Of ball, flame. And I, I'll tell you what. I love that okay. they've at least unleashed and and tapped into a little bit of what Daniel Jones can do. You're seeing this formula with with guys like Josh Allen, with guys like Deshaun Watson, with guys like Lamar Jackson, guys like well, use your feet. And he's good. This guy can run. I mean, you know, a lot of people were making fun of Jones for laughing last night. And Patty Mahomes was like, dude, I, I don't think I could have ran that fast. He ran, Kudos was, to him. He ran 21 miles per hour on that. So, yeah, that's listen, that's the bad. Giants have a quarterback here. And you've seen now several times in the last couple weeks why they call him Danny Dimes. And for anybody who doesn't know, you know, that, that nickname actually has some value to it. 
Daniel Jones literally leads the NFL since he became the Giants' starting quarterback at dropping passes in literally what the NFL refers to as dimes. So the idea that this Danny Dimes nickname is came from a practice or whatever is malarkey. Oh, my God. See, it's the blue tie. Malarkey. I, I, I'm sounding like Joe Biden already. Um, fact of the matter is, Daniel Jones is a really good quarterback, and I don't know if right now with what the Giants have, I don't. you can have Trevor Lawrence – you can have Joe Montana in 1984. I don't think it would make a difference. That offensive line is so bad. And the Giants, the, the guys who we thought were these dangerous weapons, wait till Jones get all these weapons together. They're not that good. And it's we're like seeing, it, we're seeing it now. I'll tell you what. Here's the, my other thing. Think, think back now. Imagine if Saquon Barkley was in the Giants lineup right now. This team might be playing very different football. Might be worse. They might be worse. And I say that with all due respect to any Giant fans who think Saquon would make it easier. Yes, possibly, but it would change the whole philosophy of the Giants. And I don't think Daniel Jones, you would f see the full impact of Daniel Jones. I think with Saquon out, it, it, it opens the door for anyone to succeed and really see what Daniel Jones is about. And he doesn't get – let me – um, any great, you know, what? having Saquon, it's like, ah, you got Saquon. Here's a couple things I want to finish off with this game. We have a serious problem at that left tackle position, and I, I truly believe that if the Giants left tackle, yeah, left guard, no. center, oh, right, right, uh, right yeah, guard, of course, they're, they're showing on first take right now the Danny Dimes are talking about you it. Well, here's score, they still, fall? I mean, they still scored. So, how do you I mean, feel? Here's my thing they have a real serious issue with Andrew Thomas right now. And he look he looks lost. He looks slow. And Philly, who doesn't ha, has a beat up defense right now, picked him apart. They went after him left and right, blitzes, bringing different types of moves and motions with him. And he could not handle. It. And it really reminds us. I think you told me, or somebody said, this is, could be on the verge of another Eric Flowers 2.0. And that's as a giant. Chris Canny said and that a tweet that exactly. out last night. So there you go. And he's so, on the so Giants. Why, and so why not, as a Giants why not, why not put Pert in at left tackle? He showed some competence over there. And moved to uh, Thomas and put him on the right side and get that human piece of garbage Fleming off the field once and for all because that guy is next level bad. And this, and that's what I'm trying to say. He should have been the back okay, because that's what he was brought here for. Realistically, I know everybody wants to talk about the whole Trevor Lawrence debate and stuff like that. The Giants have the number one pick. I do believe Daniel Jones will be a very good quarterback in this league, and I do believe he's going to work well with the Giants, give him a new GM. But I really do believe you have to go offensive line with this pick. And if you're in the top two and Penny Sewell is there, you have to seriously consider taking him. And I don't think anybody's taking the number one pick from the New York Jets. That's why I'm saying the, the draft starts at two or because I don't know who's going to be. I, tell you what, I don't know if it's going to be Minnesota. I don't know if it's going to be Houston. I don't know if it's going to be Atlanta, the Giants, Washington. Yes. The Jets, well, we already know the Jets are going to be the number one pick. The Jets are I'm not going to, if the Jets win a game this year, I will be stunned. I'll put it this way. If if you can't get Trevor Lawrence, don't be afraid to go get um, Justin Fields. Justin Fields. Who, the Giants? Are yeah, why not? Atlanta. Would be sure. A real athlete. A real athlete with a much better arm. And, Kev, I agree. The, the presence in the pocket, ha yes, has to 100%. We can all agree on that. His pocket presence 
things that he needs to be working Listen, on. Listen, I like Justin Fields. Now, maybe I'm a little skeptical because he plays for Ohio State and he has he has the best players in the country surrounding him all day, like best off his line. I think, the, I think the line could – I think the Jones can flourish with it too. But, but I think if you can go get Trevor Lawrence, you go get Trevor Lawrence. Because here's my problem. You Nobody's said he's going to be very good. I don't want very good. I want great. That's what Eli Manning was for me. Great. I don't want very good. You know who's very good? Matt Ryan. Puts up 4,000 yards every year, 30 touchdowns. Where does very good get you? Very good gets you to a certain place. Dak Prescott's very good. Dak Prescott's leading the league in passing. He hasn't played in a week. That's very good. Look, I understand. Unless you're getting really hot where you have a team that's exceptional in a running game or defense, Brian Tannehill's really good. They have bigger. Very good. But if you were comparing any of the NFC uh, Super Bowl teams, right, are you going to take Mahomes and the Chiefs? Uh, below the Titans? Are you going to take Rothenberger, who has two Super Bowls under Tannehill? You're going to take Tannehill over him? You're going to take Tannehill over this? Other, other I was waiting, and we're just waiting for Jason to chime in and say something. He's done. He's yeah, done with well, the well, I, I think the Giants are probably going to have the second or third pick in this draft, oh, which means they'll also yeah. have the second or third pick in the second round. You got to go offensive line, obviously, with the first pick. And if there's any, I don't care. I don't care who else is there. I really don't. I, I don't think it matters. Who else is on the board? Justin Fields, Trevor Lawrence. I don't care. I don't care how it works out. The Giants need to fix the offensive line. There's no reason to get a quarterback now. The Giants don't, don't need the, the Giants. Hold on. The Giants have never and will never need a great quarterback if they're playing New York Giants football. Thank you. Thank you. That, you you just don't need it. And it's, hold on. I'll tell you what, as long as you have Saquon Barkley, that's the centerpiece of your offense. I just want a guy that can get it into his hands. I don't need Trevor Lawrence to put the ball in the Dexter into uh, Saquon Barkley. I don't need it. Jeff Hosteller wasn't great, but he was great when we needed him. Phil I think the great. Giants, absolutely. Eli was great when we needed him. Daniel Jones, he still has Here, Here's the problem. You're going to be Offensive line, and then and then yeah. you're the best receiver available with that second pick. It's not like the division is like, hold on, hold on, hold on. Carson Wentz, who is the best quarterback in the division, I said last night, is the reason why they won the game last night. Because when you have the best quarterback in the division, every year you're going to have a chance to compete to win the division. Sorry, but Daniel Jones is not better than Carson Wentz. You're You're – Joe, please stop it. He's not better. What I was going to say, you're making it seem like this division is like the AFC West. There's a reason why this division only has a total of six freaking wins in this entire season. It's horrible. This division is god-awful, plain and simple. Okay, let's not talk about like the, we got the Philadelphia Eagles undefeated, one of the best teams. Right, Joe, think about well, how good do you have to be between now and next season to be in contention? The Giants, absolutely. I think if the Giants are are able to add somebody for that offensive line, preferably a left tackle with this with uh with yeah. with maybe Thomas at right or maybe you move Thomas inside to a guard position, we'll get there when we get there. Yeah. Whoever the next best receiver is, that maybe somebody who could have been in a first rounder, maybe somebody gets caught smoking the reefer week of draft day. And maybe, you know, a first rounder, maybe he he falls early into the second. I think that you need to start getting some weapons. You need to build this offensive line. Because I'll tell you what, I think if you could cut this defense's time by 10 minutes off the field where they're yep. getting left and exposed week after week, and look where the Giants were with, with, with four and a half minutes to go. I mean, no, I they, were, they were in I great shape. You, you, you can't keep asking this defense week in and week out 
to pick up such amazing slack that they have to do. It's not fair to this defense. This defense is good. This defense, they're one of my – I actually have them in two fantasy leagues. They still they still scored points last night. Last that night, defense still last put night, up points. Last night was the perfect thing, and Ted, you said it best. All, we have all these weapons. We have those giant fans start deciphering between expectations and reality. Expectations is it looks good on paper. Reality is it's not. It's not working. The Giants have a lot of work to do. Daniel Jones had a, a, a solid game. The defense played their part until the end. Their offensive line is still a major issue. They have a lot of holes, and not one quarterback is going to fix everything just like that. I don't care. That's all I got to say. I, yeah. Real quick, I've heard the comparison made to Jeff Hostetler, and I'll tell you this. Jeff Hostetler could run. Mm -hmm. He was great. Jeff Hostetler, didn't turn, Jeff Hostetler didn't turn the football over. But one thing Jeff Hostetler could not do that Daniel Jones can do is drop a pass in on a dime at, with the frequency. Again, it's a, it's a literal statistic. Look it up. Daniel Jones has been the guy squeezing balls in, mostly out of necessity because he has receivers who don't know how to separate, but he, he knows where to put the football. Well, I'll and, tell you what. That, that's all that matters. Yeah. The, the Giants, the Giants won a Super Bowl with Jeff Hostetler. There's no reason with a good young defense like they have a and couple more teams. This, offense, this team in this in this awful division can get really can get very competitive very fast. Yeah, let's not make it seem like this division is one of the best. It's the worst for a reason. So all these teams struggle for a major reason. It's showing. And last night. It was a it was a sloppy game at times, but another heartbreaker, another debacle in the New York Giants, Philadelphia Eagles. Oh, Robert, let's get over to some good teams. Let's talk about the AFC. We were going to talk about this on Tuesday, but we didn't get a chance to. So let's get into a huge game this weekend, the biggest game maybe in this early season so far, other than the Baltimore Ravens and Kansas City Chiefs, is the Tennessee Titans and Pittsburgh Steelers. But there's also the Chiefs. We cannot rule out the champs. They're 5-1. and one. They still have Patrick Mahomes, and they're getting Le'Veon Bell soon to play. So which team in this actual AFC that I think is a better conference right now than the NFC? Absolutely. And I didn't believe that coming into the season. I thought the NFC would be. But you give me the top three teams in the AFC versus the top four, three teams. Four. And Baltimore's the, yeah. the fourth. Well, and then you Baltimore put the, Steelers, the, Titans, and Chiefs easily right there. There's your top but four. But here's the thing. So who do you trust? Chiefs. You trust the Steelers team that's led by a dominant defense right now, and you still got Big Ben. Chiefs. Or, okay, that's fine. Are you led by the Titans? Good defense. Ryan Tannehill has emerged as one of the elites in this game, and they just have a monster running back called Derrick Henry that's a freight train. And then you got the champs. But who would you trust the most in this? Because the Chiefs, yet 5-1, have looked vulnerable defensively the past couple weeks. And that is a concern I know you have Patrick Mahomes, but you can't always rely on Patrick Mahomes. Sometimes against a team like Pittsburgh, who I really want to see play, I want to see how these Titans and Steelers game goes. Even though Devin Bush is out for the year, a major loss I expect to the Steelers. the Steelers to win this week, too. But who do you trust out of these three teams? The Chiefs. the Chiefs. Patrick Mahomes and Andy Reid. That's, enough. That's all I need to say. I trust Andy Reid. I don't trust Mike Tomlin. I trust Vrabel. I just – I think the loss of Taylor – you put the Steelers last? No, I put them second. Okay. I – I'd put the Titans third and the Ravens fourth, maybe. Close 
that's a tie for third. But here's the realistic. I trust Andy Reid over Mike Tomlin, so I'll take the head coach. I'll start with the quarterbacks. I'll take pa Patrick Mahomes over Tannehill and Ben Roethlisberger. I'll take the Chiefs being able to continuously make plays on offense, having the spoil of riches with Le'Veon Bell and Clyde Hilaire Edwards and having Holt Hardman and Tyree Kill and Travis Kelsey because you can call the de great defense you want. We saw in the Super Bowl last year, best defense didn't have a chance against this offense, even up double digits going into the fourth quarter. Doesn't matter, okay? Defense can win you championships, but I think in today's day and age, if you have a go offense like this, it kind of balances the spectrum. So with that being said, the Steelers will be second, but number one is the Chiefs. It's Patrick Holmes, it's Andy Reid. I trust Andy Reid over Tomlin. I don't trust Tomlin in big spots. He's blown games before. If I had Charles on right now, he would rip Tomlin because I remember as much as he's proven, he's as much as he's proven the second most wins in the AFC since he's been the head coach only beyond Bill Belichick, he's faltered with teams that he's consistently had the oh, most talent like on the field. It sounds like a quarterback named Dak Prescott. Hmm. Never mind. They've had talent they have lost. I'm sorry, I had to get Dak. I know he's injured and, right now and I don't And I just like don't that. know if the Steelers have enough offense and I'll make this last part and I'll let Joe hurry up and get his point in. I think the loss of Taylor Wan and left tackle, the all pro Oh, yeah. And for the Titans, is going to be a significant loss. What's the bigger loss, that or Devin Bush for the Steelers? The tackle, because you have to protect your quarterback, and the Steelers are still really good without Bush. Okay. Taylor Juan, they saw last week, first time he was out the next play, Tannehill got sacked, a fumble and uh, off of J.J. Watt. So not having your strongest asset on offensive line and all pro left tackle, that's a huge loss going forward, especially if you're going to have to face T.J. Watt. It's, like it's not like they can run the ball or anything with Tennessee. Yeah, but it's not still, like they don't have a running back. You still got to protect the quarterback. What's his name? Something? Derrick Henry? Something. Go ahead, Joe. I'm glad you mentioned that because, look, uh, I definitely trust Patty Mahomes more than I trust Ryan Tannehill, but mm -hmm. I really trust Derrick Henry right now. And, and, and look, I, I think when you've got a, the league the way you've got it right now, you're seeing really inconsistent performances from uh, about 85% of the league right now. And I think if there's one thing – and again, obviously that's a huge loss for Tennessee, and, and you know, ultimately if they if they can't if they can't adequately replace him there, uh, it could be a real problem. But if you were to ask me today, I think Tennessee wins the game this weekend, and I think literally really? at this point, I do, I really uh -huh. do. I, I think I think Tennessee is going to find a way to win. Uh, and I'm like you, uh, Teddy. There's something I love, Mike Tomlin. I think he's a great guy. And I, think him, I just think I think he had to read over him. That's right I, would, I, I would. I mean, Brable, man, he's is one of the best in the in the world. Oh, absolutely! Look, th th those three teams. Those three teams have three great coaches. Now, one of and our they've guests, got, bro, they've oh, got go three really good quarterbacks. But yeah. I think the thing that separates Tennessee is that Tennessee does it differently. And I and I think it's it's when when you're trying to win games against good teams. You're gonna be. You're gonna have to. You're gonna have to like cr like scratch it out. You're gonna have to figure out a way to win. And I think the Chiefs can do that. They've done it. The I don't. I think Tennessee has the advantage because of the ground game. Over over. And again, not look. Not that KC's ground game isn't good, and obviously vastly improve at Le'Veon Bell. But there's just something about Tennessee. I like what I saw last year. I love what I've already seen this year. My faith right now, watching all these three teams and having seen. Having seen them all played a couple of times each now, just something about the Titans says don't go against those guys. And, Joe, I'll put to this point. I know 
pretty much the Titans are the same team as last year. So are the Chiefs with a couple little different components. But I just look at last year. The Titans had a chance. They were up. But at the end of the day, you can't take away Patrick Mahomes and that ability to score at any time. The and, they and, and, they, and they did a good job of shutting down. And they did a good job of Derrick Henry. Now, one of our um, – Watchers, Derek Way, who played football with me in college in Western Connecticut, said, and now he's a Titans fan, avid Titans fan. He has the Ravens one, Chiefs two, Titans three, Steelers four. Ravens one. Which I'm surprised, but I think we fall in love because they just made a move for Ninguakwe. They just traded for Minnesota, another pass rusher. I could stop you him. Team is, you team him up with Clayus Campbell. They also just, pass, I don't know if it's uh, solidified, but they also just signed Des Bryant, who hasn't played since 2017 I to the stop. practice squad. They need another receiver on the outside. My only question, do you trust Lamar enough to out-duel, out you know, the other quarterbacks? My, 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 uh, and in two I, weeks, we'll find out I've been they a play huge, the Steelers. I've been a huge, huge uh, supporter of the Steelers this year. I love what the Steelers are doing. I love that defense. I love everything about them. But I really do believe losing Devin Bush, I know it's, oh, you don't think, that's the quarterback of the defense. He's the middle linebacker, and he's one of the best damn good ones in this league. He's actually, I would say he's, Besides maybe Bobby Wagner and maybe another back, he's he's probably the Green, best. Greenwall from the 49 I would take I would, Werner. Werner's really good too, but I, I love what, yeah Fred Warner. Oh, and the Werner. kid from the Colts, Darius oh, Leonard. He's an outside backer. Yeah, but he's I love good what Devin Bush did at Michigan. Even though I'm an Ohio State guy, I loved him coming into the draft process. I wanted the Giants <laughs> to go get a guy, to go get a guy like him. Because I really felt like that was the year they took Daniel Jones. I wanted the Giants to trade back for, and try to get him that year. Yeah, we knew it was a great – once they came and up, we go, that's a great – Yeah, they move. got Blake Martinez, but the Giants haven't had no, a – No, good, no, no, the no, 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 no. But the Giants haven't had a linebacker since freaking Antonio Pierce. So, finally, we got a linebacker. I was saying this a previous year when they had the two draft picks, the Daniel Jones draft. Devin Bush, losing Devin Bush is going to be a huge – Trevor Keys, Ohio State guy. Thanks, Joe. Appreciate it. He is awesome. I am an Ohio State guy. But I you love gotta, my Buckeyes. You got him. My Buckeyes. See, Golf class. An easy one. Maybe the politics are, but you can respect the other side too. You can respect everybody's <laughs> opinion. But no, Devin Bush. Taylor Lewan is a major loss. Devin Bush, I feel like, is going to hurt this team because he is the quarterback of that defense, and that defense is the best in the league right now. But losing a, an All-Pro type player like him, we'll see what happens. It's good. This game is going to be great. It's a perfect type of game that you want to watch. If you love running the football and if you love our big heads and great defenses, here's your game because you're going to get two of the best playing this Sunday. And we're going to see it's for the top seed in the AFC too. So who's going to be number one right now? The Titans are one. Yes, absolutely. So I can't wait for it. I'm excited. I wish the Giants just won, but we're going to get into baseball because there is a still a World Series going on and it's been, it's been like what we expected it to be as advertised. Split down the middle. First game, Dodgers come alive. The bats come alive. They play well. Kershaw looks dominant, and we don't really say that a lot, but he looked amazing That's in game one. That's how the Dodgers win. He looked, home he looked amazing in game one. They did everything they do in this entire season. And then game two comes back, and what do the Rays do? What the Rays have been doing all year. Pitching well, clutch hitting. Brandon Lau comes in, and to, to, to people, I didn't even know. For a team that has a lot of good players, he's their best player. He's the best hitter. I didn't know that, but he has struggled. Well, he was, he, was he, has struggled. he has struggled drastically in this entire postseason. We saw him. He couldn't hit anything in the Yankee series. Couldn't hit anything in the Astros. He comes in and hits two awful home runs in game two. What's the give tonight? But before we even make a prediction, Randy there's, Reed, a, Arena, there, there, there's a, a guy that has emerged as maybe the best player in baseball, and Red Sox fans are still losing sleep over it. 
and his name is Mookie Betts. We always talk about Mike Trout and say that, and I know how Joe is, is an anti-Trout guy in certain situations. But yeah, has Mookie, Exactly. But is Mookie <laughs> Betts now the best player in baseball? And maybe I would say yes, because the fact is he's still playing. And Mike Trout was sitting home. And he shows it on the and biggest on stage. And even when he was 2 for 14 in the NLCS, he still had the two biggest defensive plays in all the series. Yep. He's been amazing. Rob home runs. He's been amazing. And he steals bases. They, You know, they were saying five-tool player. No, even Teixeira said the other night, and I can't stand Teixeira. He's a six-tool player because you got to add leadership into that. They talk about him. On, like he's been on that team for 10 years, how he's incorporated everything with the team. He gets along with players, leadership. He's there early. It's going to go down as one of the all-time worst trades oh, they, they said it the other night. Even Tim Kirk, it's a horrible trade. I don't care. They were comparing it. Listen, the other night, they didn't call him this, but they said the Bambino trade. Same thing that the Red Sox. The Red Sox had won four World Series when Red, uh, Babe Ruth was there before he got traded, and then they had the falter. The Red Sox had won four World Series through the years from 03 to the Mookie Betts trade. Now they have to watch the best player in baseball for the next 12 years playing in L.A., Boston, L.A., the rivalry. I mean, how the Red Sox could ever trade him. You know what? Maybe the, here's the thing. They offered him, I would believe it was 10 years and $300 million. They did offer him $300 million. Maybe it was eight years. So really the difference in the money was years, 12 years he got, and a little bit more than $300 million. I just think he didn't want to play for Boston no more, Joe. Right. I think he wanted to play right. in a warmer, nicer West Coast, right. L.A. scene, and didn't want to be in Boston, which is surprising because Boston historically is great. Joe, I know, I know you're coming in. Go ahead, Joe. Yeah, 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 look, look same, same tired ESPN war nonsense. Uh, the, the, the Angels are, are not a 500 team because of Mike Trout. No, they'd, they'd be a 500 team with anybody else in the outfield. That's the reality of it. Again, I wrote an article about it. You're welcome to read it where I actually deep dive Mike Trout. He's not a productive hitter in the clutch. He's not, he's not good in tight and late situations. He's not good when the angels are losing. Go to baseballreference.com, flip through, do a little bit of research, and stop this, this ridiculous hero worship of Mike Trout. He's a great statistical player. That doesn't translate to anything other than a nice back of your baseball card. But yeah, yeah, it has. I think we lost Joe for a second. We're back. We're, We're back. still here. We're still here. Joe will come back. What is Trout? Yeah, you can say whatever you want about Mike Trout. The Angels have a good lineup. They have play. They have stars on that team. It's not like there's no slouch. Stop shaking the camera, please. Sorry, we look good right now. We got to stay. We got to stay tuned with the fans. But my thing is, Trout has had. The offense of players. He's had the lineup. So for anybody that wants to say, oh, Mike Trout, I, I get it. He's amazing. He's a great baseball player. But Mookie Betts has been in the playoffs, has delivered in the playoffs, has won a World Series, was the best player on that World Series, and looks like he's the best player again on an already stacked Dodgers team. He's doing it on display Listen, when I it matters most where Trout Yes, he's great. He makes amazing plays. He hits home runs. He does everything right. You don't watch it. You only get to see him this year for 60 games. You only get to see him for 162 because realistically, the Angels have had no shot in making the playoffs. So, And I'm a big Mike Trout guy, but I'm taking Mookie Betts over Mike Trout right now as the best player in baseball because he's on display in the postseason. 
And when he is playing well, he does it better than almost anybody in the game other than Mike Trout. This is why Derek Jeter is Derek Jeter. Not because of his regular season. It's because of what he's done in the postseason. That's what it comes down to. That's where guys make their mark. Reggie Jackson's known as Mr. October because of what he did in October. Guys, historically, you listen, we knocked Peyton Manning for years because he put up all these great statistical stats, but he didn't win in January and February. Tom Brady did. That is the real show. Where the hell did you go? <laughs> I yelled so hard, I think I broke my internet. That, uh, no, no, let's be honest. You just had to go again, down here. Anybody, anybody who says they would take Mike Trout clearly doesn't know what they're talking about. Look at the numbers, and if you would take Mookie, uh, Mike Trout over Mookie Betts, then you're you're living in like four years ago when 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 Mike Trout was actually putting up great numbers. The okay, guy's missed a significant well, amount of games over the last three years. I'm so over Mike Trout. Let, let's let's not waste our time. You're right. Mookie Betts is a six-tool player. I think the only guy that's even got comparable skills right now is DJ LeMahieu, who unfortunately is 32 years old. I don't even know if I'd put Bellinger there. I'm not I, sure. I know, but, I mean, you think about this. You're going to be on the Dodgers for the next 10 years. You're going to have Cody Bellinger, Mookie Betts, as your best center fielder and best right fielder. Mookie Betts has won five, four straight gold gloves. Yeah. I think he'll win his fifth this year in 60 games. He's been, yeah, he's okay, amazing. he's been amazing. Cody Bellinger's got a cannon in center field. He went from right field. How about that? It just speaks volume. And they stay healthy. That's another thing. Mookie Betts stays healthy. All right? He had a bad season last year for the Red Sox. He does. Everyone has bad seasons. Listen, I don't think you're wrong who you take. Mookie Betts, Mike Trout. You're fighting over Peyton Manning and Tom Brady. They're no, both exceptional. No, but here's the thing. The problem is Mookie Betts does it. Yeah, you're right. You're fighting over Tom Brady and Peyton Manning. But Tom Brady's way better and wins a lot more. That's the difference. And listen, you can be a person and be like, I'll take Peyton Manning all day. Great. That doesn't mean anything. It means you got one Super Bowl. That's what it means. Or two Super Bowls. Whatever. Right, Joe. Yeah, great. The second one doesn't count as you You know what? But but you understand my point. You understand my point. Again, dude, we, we can sit here all day and talk about statistically and war and all that. War clearly doesn't mean anything in terms of wins or championships. Yeah, I find it funny that the first word in war is wins when they don't really – it doesn't really matter what you do. Mike Trout is the ultimate uh, compiler. That's all this guy's doing. He doesn't win baseball games. He doesn't hit in the clutch. He doesn't hit when they're behind. Go to baseballreference.com. Educate yourself. It's fascinating. ESPN's got you convinced that this guy's one of the greatest of all time. Joe, on your fantasy team, not there. your starting pitcher is going to be Jacob DeGrom, and, and your, your starting pitcher will be Mike Trout. Will be Mike Trout, right? <laughs> of course no, they will. Those guys are great. All I want to say quickly with, with Rob, Robbie, I love you, but if you want to take Trout, that's fine. I'll take bets, and I'll make the playoffs. You could stay home and watch Mike Trout. Put up the MVP. Here's stats. the thing: That's, I don't baseball know. it's so hard to knock a guy, but he is not knocking. Trump, but he has. But the thing is, his team sucks. And here's the thing: if you play for the Angels, you're not going to make the team. It doesn't matter. I know, Joe. He, my one baseball player ain't going to change. Every year we always say. Every year we. Are you telling me for nine years that they haven't had any pitching? Uh, am I supposed to believe it's been nine years with? I mean, he, Albert Pujols, a Hall of Famer, has been with the guy for the last five years.
Every we year, every year we always say, "Oh, the Angels they're going to they're going to compete for the AL." We find we find all the excuses in the world for the Angels because of Mike Trout. They're one of the richest teams. They're one of the richest owners. They could certainly spend the money if they wanted to, but they know what they have. A, a, a shiny thing of, oh, look what we have. Everybody, isn't this guy great? Let's sell his jerseys. They don't win baseball games. Mike Trout doesn't win baseball games. It's as simple as that. Well, I think Alexander agrees with you. Yeah, he said high, highly overrated. So Trout, let me close out with this because, yeah, there it is. That's a great. But, yeah. I, but I do agree with Robbie. Is who's, there, who's really have they had for pitching as an ace in the last years that you can really name that's good? No. One ace ain't gonna change the team either. Because right, they, let me let me so let me go the world over with this. Mookie Betts has been amazing. Finish the World Series. Yeah, we're gonna finish up with this because I wanted to get in close quickly because I know Joe's got to leave in a couple minutes. Kevin Cash has established himself as maybe the best manager in baseball, and I know he's a big analytic guy, but the way he go, goes about it, see Boone is an analytic guy. I just don't like the way Boone handles situations. Whereas Cash, like he knew his ace Blake Snell plays well the other night. But he saw a couple. He had a little rough patch. He took him out immediately. Goes right to his bullpen. He just he doesn't he doesn't like with Boone. I feel like Boone is forced a lot with a lot of the decisions from he the. He does high, the same I, thing. I don't like Kevin how Cash overthinks everything. No, he doesn't. Yes, he did. He's no, he too, sometimes he no, outsmarts he himself because no, no, he's he a brilliant guy. But he outsmarts. No, he doesn't. Yes, he does. I really don't. Listen, believe I so. thought Joe. Can I tell you something? In that eight, I, I like did it when they had two outs and they had man on first and second. Diaz was on first. Right? I love the way Randy Rosarina got uh, got walked. They had both guys. He brings in a double pinch runner with two outs. You remember that, Joe? I don't know if you saw the game in the eighth or ninth. He brought. I'm like, why yeah. are you taking out your two best players right now? Why don't you take out Diaz and Randy? And and Randy Rosarina just had a. Oh, sorry, it was a um a grounder down the third base line, and he beat it out. I'm like, this arena. Plays great outfield and it can fly. Why are you taking out a pitch runner? This ain't Gary Sanders running. It ain't a fat tub. And I got to say one other thing. How the hell did the Yankees organization let that guy, uh, Troy, get out of their farm system? The guy can run. Did you see him go from first to third the other day? Mm -hmm. He ain't no fat slob. The toad can run. He can run. He, he can fat fly. Fat slob, but you call him a toad. So yeah. toad's a fat slob also. No, so, you know, did you know what you just said? You just contradicted yourself in a matter of guess. What the hell's the matter with this kid, he Joe? He can run and he can hit. That could have been our first baseman. That could have been our lefty first baseman going forward. That guy, oh, my God. I'm impressed with him thoroughly, but I don't think Kevin Cash is the best manager Dave in baseball. Dave Roberts overthinks. Amen. Dave Roberts overthinks. I agree with that statement. Kevin Cash. Listen, every manager, every manager overthinks when their guy doesn't come through in the clutch. Doesn't come through. I'm going to make a pincher change. Well, that guy walked the guy. I guess he wasn't good enough. What if the guy came in to make a strikeout? Hey, well, great move. Well, great move, Joe. Great okay, move, well, Trev. Okay, okay. Well, why haven't He's improved every year, whereas Aaron Boone, we're still giving the same. Do you think Kevin Cash is the best manager because he has the least amount of people on his team, meaning salary-wise, that $26 million is the total oh, I, just, I, I do like his style, but I also like the way he handles situations. I know that you might think he does it differently, but when I see a guy, that's, guy. But when I see a guy like Aaron Boone who has the analytics, big on analytics, and still struggles to make the same mistakes over and over in a couple of years that we're talking about that he shouldn't be making in year three or four. He should be like, it's still my problem where Kevin Cash, it seems like he's improved with Bosey? making decisions every year. Bruce do you agree that Kevin Cash may be the best manager in baseball or do you not feel that way? 
Um, I 100% feel that way. Also, I'll point out uh, Jared Weaver and C.J. Wilson were both aces with the Angels in the Mike Trout era. So let's stop the nonsense. They've tried. They failed. The team's not good. They spent $218 million last offseason on Rendon and some of these other guys, and it still didn't work. So stop the nonsense. Listen, you're, like back, you're like back to Kevin, school. You're like Sam Kennedy. You're getting louder and louder. Yeah. <laughs> We can argue about it all day. You're going to lose the argument because the, 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 the stats back up what I'm saying. Easy, Trump. Give me a break. Yes, Kevin Cash is the best manager in baseball. This guy's working with, 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 a, with a payroll. Uh, basically, dude, look, he, he doesn't even get one Garrett Cole. For for his uh for his payroll twenty eight million dollars this year. You mean twenty eight players for twenty eight players for one year call. I mean, unbelievable, dude. The way that they the way that they fixed Charlie Morton, the way yeah. that they're able to. Uh, I mean, uh, what is this guy's name again? Arodza Rania? Who the hell Randy is this guy? Randy Rizzarino. Whatever his name is, I don't even want to know it. That's the beauty of it. Oh, By next Wendell. season, Wendell we'll third baseball? That guy Dude. smacks the ball and, and plays great defense. I said, well, my co-worker, who's an avid Yankee, huge, watches every freaking Yankee game. I said, you know what? I'd rather have that Rays team. Because all they do is smack the ball and hit the ball and play great defense. I'm like, we, we talk about all these guys like Judge and Sanchez, and I'm like, no, I want that guy. I want that guy. They hit the ball hard. They play well. They play sound defense. Charlie Morton's got a .057 ERA in the postseason, and I think they raise win tonight and beat Bueller and the Dodgers and take a 2-1 lead. And I think the problem is the Dodgers only have two starting pitchers, and that's Kershaw and Bueller. They have no bullpen. The kid Gosselin, who pitched game one the other night, has been worn out. The kid May, who looks like Caratop, shaved the freaking head because he's got great stuff, but he's inconsistent. Doesn't work for me. The Dodgers have a great offense lineup, but they don't have enough pitching. The Rays do, and that's why they're going to win tonight. They can go bullpen deep. They can go six, seven, eight yeah, guys. And they've there had- it is. I knew that. You'll lose. <laughs> you will lose. He's getting angry. No, that's I knew it was There's that. There's nothing okay. to debate. The numbers back up what I'm saying, Robbie, dude. Wake up, kid. It's okay to say you're wrong. You're wrong. It's fine. Trump oh, my God. Trump, Trump never says he's wrong. Stop it. When Stop. you're right, you're right. This is not a political damn show. This is a sports show. <laughs> so the this is what you wanted to see. $28.6 million is the raised payroll. Kershaw and Betts put together is $26.8. Would you still I'll say this, too. Look, Kevin Cash makes you play his game. Kevin Cash makes yeah. you yeah. do things you wouldn't normally do. So. Yeah. He, he wins before the game even starts. Davey Garcia's name is in the starting lineup in game two. Kevin Cash already won. And that's what I'm trying that's what I'm trying to say. He, like in the in the series against the Yankees, he made Boone go play his game. That's just the beauty. That's just showing the genius of him. He really is a genius when he really wants to be. I know he thinks too much, but when he makes decisions and he makes managers go play his style. What else do you have to say? I mean, you've shown Boone. Boone should take a page out of Cash's game because they're both analytic guys. Yeah, but he tried. He tried and it blew up in his face. Yeah, that's true. Listen, 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 I say this. I say this every single year. We get into the postseason and you hear people, oh, maybe the Yankees should start playing small ball. Yeah, because they played all season hitting home runs to start playing small ball. (laughs) What is wrong with you people? You You, listen, listen. You go home with the girl you took to the dance. You understand that? 
You go home with the Maybe. girl, you're brought to the dance. You're in that's the postseason. You're in the postseason. You're in the postseason because you're banging your way in there. You pitched enough to do it. You don't go in there with a new game plan. It's a recipe for disaster. We've seen it four years in a row for the Yankees where they start overthinking things. Oh, let's yep. bench let's bench Miguel and Duhar. Opponents game, and that's they what I right there you go. The Dodgers won game one because they were able to smack home runs and play their they game. They play their game, and, and then Cash game. comes back and, and game two and played their game, and and it was dink to dunk and smacks and play and and yep. being outsmarted. And and the biggest thing is, I'll take this and I'll end it on this: Blake Snell giving them great starting pitching through five innings is the key. That's the key. It, it, he. Once he started faltering, Kevin Cash made the move. Immediately. And what I like about this, and but it's 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 significant and it, it speaks value to who their bullpen is. Like if Blake Snell was uh, struggling, he brings in Chapman right there in the sixth and doesn't wait to the ninth. He brings in their ace guys because he thinks the most important innings are the five through eight innings, not the ninth. Yeah, that's why they had thirteen guys, thirteen Joseph, guys with a save this season. Joseph, before you leave, who do you got? Who do you got tonight, Joe? Ted got the Rays. I got the Dodgers. Rays in a close one. I'll tell three. you what. I think the Dodgers will win tonight. So do I. And I think it's the last game they win in the series. Then you, no, you Joe, we no. had seven. Joe, I, no, you had six. Then you have the Dodgers winning it. You have the Rays. No. I have a Rays in six. I have the Rays winning in six. I have the uh, Rays winning in seven. I have the Rays winning in six. You have the Dodgers in six, right, Joe? Didn't you have the Dodgers? I thought you picked the Dodgers. Joe. Joe. You're starting to act. You're looking like a politician. You're starting to act like a politician now with the lies. A lot of talk, no action. A lot of talk, no action, Joe. I forgot who I was talking to. Um, yes, I did say Dodgers, and now I'm changing my mind because oh I'm trying to be God. I'm trying to be what a good politician could be. I think the Dodgers win tonight, and I think the Rays win the rest of the series. Wow, so we're on the Rays now, huh? All I like what I see from the Rays, and I think I, the, I think I think their pitching just matches up better the rest of the way. I still think the Dodgers as a team is a better complete team, but it doesn't make a difference all the time because, like, you could say Mike Trout's the best player in the world, but doesn't mean Dodgers, you're going to win all the time. Dodgers win if they play their game. If they play yes. their Cash's hands, it's going Here's to be the thing. another – hold on. It's going to be a same old result, Tampa victory. That's what will happen. All comes down, if you see a game one, they play their game. Hit home runs, bam, plain and simple. The Dodgers are 9-0 when Cody Bellinger has multi-RBIs in a game. In the postseason this season. We shall see, but it's been a good one so far in the first two. We can only hope that the next four, or if necessary, however long this series may go, we can only hope it's as good as the first two. Joseph, as always, buddy. Thank Love you. you. Thank you. Thank you. Good, buddy. Hey, uh, everyone who tuned in wrote a comment. Robbie, appreciate the comments. That's great stuff. Alexander, thank you very much. D-Way, everyone. Joe was very popular today. People love this suit. And RJ, Joe, like we said, shout out Healthy Recovery through your surgery. But Joseph, you need to uh, start wearing that suit more because you look good, buddy. Thank you. As always, we are streaming on all social media platforms at Keys to the City. Subscribe, comment, and like as well. Clovercrest Media presents Keys to the City. We are out. Yeah. Keys to the City, baby. When you see us, so you know you really viewing greatness in the making. Double up on facts we stating. Podcasting, cruise control, city, state, the nation. So what you saying, what we saying, prime information. Facts, keys to the city. We are locking the statements. Streaming every Friday.